Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of Made of Things, hosted by myself, Antonio Maria Correa. I'm recording this a little earlier than I did last time, so you might be hearing some birds chirping in the background. I don't know if they come across, but um, there always seem to be birds near my place, unless it's nighttime because birds are asleep. But this time I can't seem to be able to shake the birds off, which sounds like something Taylor Swift would say. Or like a sort of weird brag in England, I guess. Hmm. Well, I just got back from Primavera Sound in Barcelona. If you've never been to the festival, uh, give that one a go. This is a magical place. I've been going there for six years. And I always seem to think, uh, this is my last year, I should go do something different. But every time on the first day, the whole thing convinces me that there is no way I cannot go to the following year. That usually takes only a couple of hours. And uh, this time was no different. Uh, it only took me about two hours to decide that I'm going to go next year again. So. Uh, it's like a staple for me, I guess. This time I partied so hard that I even ended up missing my flight back home out of sheer drunkenness. This has never happened to me before, uh, but I do recommend everyone not to do this ever. It is not good, it's a waste of money, it's pretty stupid, but at least I had fun and uh, now I'm gonna pay the consequences in the form of money. <laughs> Um, but back to the good things. Uh, Primavera has an insanely great amount of concerts and it just fills your heart. I got to watch rare performances from uh, Tori Amos, American Football, uh, Mineral, The Replacements, uh, Slater Kinney. And then very often you get to meet and hang out with artists who are really meaningful to you. I got to chat with uh, Ariel Pink for 10 minutes, which in Ariel Pink time is like a whole year. And then the guys from American Football, Chris from Mineral, all super sweet, sweet people. Other stuff I listened to back in the 90s, like uh, spiritualized and dried, more psychedelic and shoegazy things, I got to talk to them too. They're famous for not being too engaging and not being nice. That is so wrong. They're absolutely sweet people. Um, very, very nice. Very warm. And seemed very open to be talking to everyone. Uh, also had a brief but great interaction with Damien from Fucked Up Again, who I'd interviewed about five years ago, and he's just an amazing, amazing guy. And I also got to spend a minute with the guys from Shabazz Palaces, who are awesome and are on the show today in a hilarious conversation. But there's something I really need to get to, and I really must point this out. During my teen years, the first four or five Tori Amos albums were very, very important to me. Uh, so if you had told a 15-year-old Antonio that he would one day not only be seeing her live show, but actually talking to Tori and even talking to Tori, <laughs> talking to Toriel Amos, talking to Tori and um, even getting a hug from her, he would never have believed you. It's just mind-blowing to me. And uh, let me tell you, she is hardly human, I think. She's like a sort of a fairy, a, like a siren of engagement. All her emotions are at the surface, and it is very hard to contain tears whenever she's around, especially if you're a fan like I am. Um, but even as a human being, like she's always like that, it seems. Be it on stage, a press conference, uh, talking directly to her, and the Tori Amos hug. I, I got a Tori Amos hug. It's, it's, it's been talked about here and there, about the power of the Tori Amos hug. Uh, only a handful of people probably get this, but still, if you are a Tori Amos fan, when you get a Tori Amos hug, you know, it's something.
Well, today on the show we have Ishmael and Tendai of Shabazz Palaces. Like with the Mike Watt interview, we did this at ZDB in Lisbon, and I love talking to them. This is one of the most fun interviews I've ever done, so please enjoy my conversation with Ishmael and Tendai, Shabazz Palaces. Hello. How are, How are you? I'm doing excellent. How about you guys? We're doing good, man. I just heard you you uh, weren't uh, eating before the show, so uh, pardon if you get hungry during during the interview. I, w- I was <laughs> my stomach's starting to growl right now. Oh, uh, I have a, some. Uh, I have a sandwich like a brie and oregano. Uh, uh, yeah, if you if you want, I can give it to Maybe. give it. If, if you get too peckish during the interview, I'll go get it for you. Okay. So it's fine for you for you guys. I saw Ishmael. I I saw your interview with Maureen uh, for Sub Pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really funny, and they usually you know Sub Pop usually does that with their other artists but yeah. does uh have you have you guys gotten any like mature uh, w- uh women fans since then <laughs> um, <laughs> like is, has it been any different like a, the a, yeah tar- like, the tar- like a tar- effect yeah yeah like the target shift i think so <laughs> i think so thank you yeah um Yeah, I mean, because she didn't even, she didn't really know of our music. Uh-huh. So she was like a, a portal to people that don't know anything about us, but maybe see the name or something like that. So uh-huh. she represents a group of people that uh, don't really know our music, but kind of know who we are or seen us or something. Uh-huh. So it's, it's an interesting perspective. And then she's just funny. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Had you had any input uh, with uh, uh, from? Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I just ate a sandwich, so I can't, I can't even speak. Right. So, um, like, we barely, uh, you know, <laughs> we barely ate uh, as well. Uh, but are you guys represented by Carly and Becca of Sub Pop? Well, Carly and Becca work yeah. at Sub Pop. Carly um, is in marketing, and Becca is a press. So they deal with those aspects of our mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dealings. You know what I mean? Okay, I just asked. Are you in love with one? No, uh, oh. obviously, who isn't? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, they, they, they're, they're friends of mine. And it stayed uh, for the listeners. This isn't uh, hardly relevant, but they're friends of mine. So I wanted to ask you because they sent me like this huge box because they stayed at New Year's Eve for uh, New Year's Eve, um, New Year's Eve two year, um, a year ago, a year and ah, a half ago. I remember that. At, uh, in Lisbon, mm-hmm. they were like uh, in love with the city and uh, this group. Of people and uh, they stayed at my place and then they sent me like this thank you gift uh, and it included this box of CDs and and it included uh, the uh, Black Up mm-hmm. so and it was like the mo- it stood out between uh, from um, it stood out from the box of CD the whole sub pop catalog as the most uh, you know original cover mm-hmm. really so it was a desired effect I guess. Yes. <laughs> This is a huge story. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. It's all. It's all the same. Uh, um, artifact. You mm. feel me? The yeah. music, the presentation, the material, the feelings that are evoked when you see and touch and feel, and then this translates as you go into the music. Like it's all to be one, one thing. You know. So. Yeah, experience. Mm-hmm. It's just one big experience, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't see the the physical copy of uh, Least Majesty. Did it have anything different as well? Yeah, it's nice. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah, it's very nice, man. We got uh, some good material and some. The design is is dope too. Uh-huh. A guy named Nepsid who out of out of Toronto uh-huh. designed it, and it's it's got some cool cool stuff in it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, um, is it velvety as well? And nah, it's lush shark skin. Shark skin, really? Yeah. Wow, really? Seriously, real shark, shark well, skin? Well, no, not real sharks. Oh, but <laughs> oh cool. Because cool. we the, love animals. Cause, yeah. Cause no animals have been harmed. That would be, you know, that would entail a lot of things if you yeah, used real sharks. Expensive too. Exactly too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, you don't want that. You know, poor sharks. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You don't want that to happen oh, to the okay. sharks, man. Well, speaking of animals, yeah. you guys were number one on last year's uh, the 2014 Gorilla versus Bear website, mm-hmm. and uh, were was it like this childhood uh, goal of yours to one day be number one on this interspecies animal website, F- animal fighting? I guess. Yeah, I've always <laughs> I've always thought that a gorilla, you know, would 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 would, would beat up a bear. So hmm. the whole when I first became familiar with Gorilla versus Bear as a as a blog, that question plagued me, you know, for years. It still does to oh. this day. And I'm hoping I don't like animal cruelty either, but I, I do want to see that. Hmm. I want to see that. You know? Sure. So no animal on animal fighting at all? I would I would I would watch a, a the Gorilla versus Bear contest, you hmm. know? Like if it was a YouTube video or something like <laughs> sure. that. Yeah. Like the jumping cars or whatever, like some novelty thing, you know. <laughs> or punching, <laughs> or punching a, a gorilla. The other day was punching a uh, a drone. Really? In the zoo, yeah. The gorilla, she was mad, and they always would film. You know, they film like National Geographic stuff now with like drones. Uh huh. And the drone kept following her a couple of days. Finally, one day, it came down. She stood on the top of the tree, had a branch behind her, and just bam, hit the drone down. <laughs> I was happy for her. And I was like, yeah, good. She beat the drone. This is no joke what I'm about to tell you. Like at uh, at my workplace, we have this uh this drony thing that's like a multi-motor or rotor or something, rotor scope something. Uh like they have this drone thing and uh seagulls actually attack it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ishmael just groped me if, if you're only listening. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> not grope. Uh, groping is oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, groping. <laughs> groping is you know something you do you do with yeah. It's big difference. Not groping. <laughs> Wishful thinking, man. Well, hardly, but you know, yeah, uh, you know, some, for some people, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For some people, for sure. Uh, but uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, man. So it's not gross. legally <laughs> even. <laughs> <laughs> you say I have, you I have audio on, proof man. of the grow of the grow. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> hardly, hardly, hardly. Uh, it's just, okay, okay so, start over. <laughs> no, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> but we had I was telling like we have this we have this drone and we shoot with the little oh, GoPro yeah, yeah. cameras like uh from bird, from a bird's eye view and stuff mm. and seagulls actually attack the thing of course uh, uh, you don't uh, think the animals are finally getting upset that we're bothering them all the time there you go exactly it's like why would you, would you you know what's this thing like yeah. that's in my airspace Plus it probably sounds crazy yeah. you know it looks crazy yeah, it, it sounds great sounds. they've been working with us for thousands of years uh-huh. but not a drone flying in their uh-huh. face uh-huh. Uh-huh. you got to see the video and, and cut into it when we're talking about it sure. you got to look for the gorilla with the drone man it's it's pretty spectacular i'll cut i'll cut to that i'll cut to that i hope you don't uh-huh. have to pay for it but 
Uh, I hope not either. I know. I don't know. Who cares about paying for stuff and legally? I don't know. You guys pay for your samples and stuff. We don't sample. Never. Are you oh. kidding? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, no sample. Yeah, no sample. No sample. We sample our shows. You sample yourselves. Yeah. Then, then you sample yourself. Then you sample something. There you go. We make a lot of stuff up on the fly, so. Uh huh. Okay. Of course. Then Absolutely. we race back home to sample it. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, uh, actually. Um, uh, I wanted to just mention something because the first time I ever heard the Diggable Planets song, I was like 12 yeah. or something, like on Yo MTV Raps on a Sunday morning, because yeah. uh, it was on MTV Europe. So I guess I've I've seen you since for like I, the first time I saw you was like 25 years ago or Is something. It? Yeah, it's crazy. Like 12, uh, tw- 22. 25? Wow. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. Yeah. Going thing. on 25. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. It's, it's nearer it's near 25 than it is 20. Yeah. So there you go. Right. Right. TV raps? Yeah. That's big. Yeah. It was wow. a huge hit back then. Yeah. Have you ever uh, utilized, uh, or used at least, have you ever used uh, anything from back then that you reminded yourself of, like, we're going to use, this is valid for you as well. So uh, any old stuff that, you know, just, you know, naturally comes comes uh, back i guess you mean musically yeah or whatever i mean it's all it doesn't go like like new old you know like it's all like your instinct hmm. things that you've learned and the way that you you sort of process your influences and, and use them at the moment of impact you know uh-huh. so we've learned a lot of new stuff but you know uh-huh. yeah things come into your life differently uh-huh. i wasn't really a big jazz enthusiast then oh no I am now. Now I know it way more. Is it an acquired taste? You think? Like your your palate introduced to it. I just didn't grow up on it. Oh, okay. Okay. My parents just weren't. It wasn't a lot of jazz in the house. Oh no, because some some food like it seems like seems like your palate sometimes isn't ready for some sort of food or some for 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 wine, I guess. So music sometimes may may be like that, I guess. Your ear kind of you kind of educate your ear. Do Do you do you feel that? I guess. Like spicy food. Sure. I wasn't in the hot food. There you go. I just didn't, but it wasn't in my house. Uh-huh. When I became my own man and started tasting things, I liked it. Uh-huh. So I don't want to say, I don't know, because some things I've tasted and there's nothing that will acquire me to taste it again. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then came Sriracha. <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Because that seems to be the gateway for everyone, I guess. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or Chipotle. The gateway sauce. <laughs> the gateway sauce, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, guys, um, you, you, you have the single called uh, Hashtag Cake, or do you pronounce the hashtag? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. okay. So, uh, and uh, are uh, hashtags edible or just a cake? Mmm. Yeah, hashtags are edible symbolically. Like society is is dining over is is gloating actually on hashtags at this point. It's getting kind of ridiculous. So, but for him, as the hashtag, he's huge right now, man. And he's been on the keyboard for like thirty years, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody even cared about him. Yeah. What's that? What's that hashtag? Hmm? No, what? the actual the hashtag. hashtag. Oh, the actual hashtag. Yeah. Oh, I'm Were sorry. you using it? When you first listened to Diggable Planets, um, for anything, only only uh, the, the whole word, uh, not the actual uh, yeah. symbol. Yeah, he was lost in the yeah. sauce, man. He's yeah. he's out there. Or possibly, yeah, the rise of the hashtag is a he's big, huge right now. <laughs> he's on every everything, every social media. He is the connection to social media. That's kind of scary. Wow. 
Is it like a Google, like this entity? Like this Google is basically a guy, right? I that is, so the hashtag is thing is yeah, yeah. the same thing, I guess. Gorilla versus Bear is not possibly our hashtag Gorilla versus Bear. You have to say hashtag before everything you say. May I may I may I say hashtag uh, at the end? If I uh, no no it doesn't because then it is that, that applies to what you say after it. You uh -huh. see. Oh. But you can go like this while you're talking, <laughs> and you're good. Okay, okay. So, so you have to like, cause, cause like, like finger commas are the same, mm -hmm. right? Finger commas, and now you go hashtag like this. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's awesome. That's <laughs> that's. Everything that's I say cool. is gonna blow up. You're uh, like a walking PR guy, yeah. <laughs> like the walking brilliant uh, yeah. communications guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like me now. <laughs> where could where could people like you right now? Right, just just no. press on Wait. the screen <laughs> twice. <laughs> people are putting hashtags in front of things with five followers, as if everyone's going to follow them. Yeah, I guess, I guess everyone is eventually going to follow everyone. Yeah, and the world will collapse. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> A bunch of followers leading. That's scary. Wow. That's not good. That, that is, a, that is a good question. Like, why are there not, like, I have, like, th uh, 300 leaders on my picture? Like, yeah. Like, isn't there, like, why isn't it possible? Like, I don't know, I guess there's a whole area to... Well... You have your own site, though. I f I'm sorry? I think you have your own site now. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, like, some... some <laughs> I'm sorry, but... 300 liters. Oh, I because I because I, I heard 300 euros. So yeah, that's mm. what I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to charge people every month. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, you there should. You go. There you go. And make some you know mm. some art from that. I guess some, some I don't know. I guess some uh, catalyzer uh, catalyzer for for uh, decent things. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For worthwhile things. Um, speaking of things, like you guys, um, uh, you speaking of things, because <laughs> you've been very good at connecting. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of animals, gorilla versus bear, that was pretty good. This is the perfect segue. Speaking of things, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, but um, um, like, w was there anything like uh, what got you? This is like seems a, a weird question for someone who's had a long career. But you know, what got you guys into like doing art for a living? Like, what was the trigger? You heard something or saw something, and I need to do this for a living. Hmm. It seemed to me at some point in life, I realized that um, creating um, was a type of pressure that I enjoyed and that made me feel exhilarated. And then I was then later, because my father had me play saxophone, then I was in a situation in which that pressure was being presented to me on a consistent basis, and it was in the field of music, so I found my passion. Mm. Wow. That's a good one. I like that. I mean, it for me, man, I always did it. I've never not been around music. I was born in a musical family. Born in a, in a musical culture, um, showing the music, mm. I was always around it. Um, I appreciated it, and I knew at a young age, like I was really into sports too, so I wanted to do sports and do that. And I knew at a young age, like I cut off in high school, really doing music for a minute, and just did like sports just because I knew I wasn't going to the NFL, uh -huh. and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, got back into music, did it, and then when me and him linked up, I just appreciated it more. Uh -huh. I'll say that, uh -huh. you know, 
I um, became more of a student of art, the art, artistic approach to music, sure. rather than just the song sounds good or you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. There was a point where Absolutely. I just liked the song or, oh, Michael Jackson's cool because he does this. And I understood everything that was going on, the mix downs, everything, studied everything. But now I just became more of a student of uh -huh. the music in the last couple of years. So I just was always around it. So sure. there was I don't remember not being around it. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh, uh -huh. I just don't remember that. Awesome, awesome. That's uh, that's uh, it seems like an absolute necessity or absolute need, right? Because that's makes it like all worthwhile, I guess. You learn that at some point, it's a necessity. Uh -huh. I think every artist's epiphany is different. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. it's different. Yeah. That's why. I, that's why I'm asking. And I uh, learned at the airport. Really. Working a job as a security guard at Boeing Field. Uh, were you fed up with uh, mu the Muzak and then decided to I'm going to go some do something de decent, I guess? The guy tried. No, no, no. I'm just assuming. The guy called me to be in on a day I wasn't supposed to be working. And as soon as he said that, I had quit in my mind. But my response took sarcastically a little bit longer to get to the point to tell him, "Look, I'm just not coming back." <laughs> When did he learn? The, the poor guy. I don't know. <laughs> we may have been to a show. I don't remember. And plus, uh, you wish we wish everyone well, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. We're basically done. Good. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. This is pretty much goes everything like apart from apart from the groping thing, I guess. Even <laughs> 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 that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Awesome. Just okay. send it to Carly. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I speak to them often, pretty oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. There we go. That was fun, right? Right? Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. I hope you have by now, but I'll keep giving you reasons to. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Made of Things. Follow me on Twitter at Made of Things Pod. I'll see you guys next week. There might be a surprise. It drops on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.